Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about controversial happenings in pop culture to make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. This week, we'll be covering all the drama that followed the WAP music video, and we'll be going on a deep dive into all the characters on the popular Netflix show, Selling Sunset. Let's discuss. are you doing Emily? <laughs> Audrey I'm just glad to have you back. I know I did go on vacation I know all the fans were patiently awaiting for our newest upload and I'm very sorry to keep you in the dark like that um, I don't often do that to my fans but sometimes you just have to take time for yourself. So. I had to handle not tens but hundreds of dms on our instagram from people saying where is the episode this week where is audrey we're worried um and i didn't want to you know put that on you while you were on vacation but i just want you to know that it was a, a heavy burden to carry last week i really appreciate you stepping up to the plate and you know working those long hours and thank you you know sometimes you can't turn off the work brain and this is one of those times. This is one of those times. But you know what made me feel better about all of this, even though you were gone last week, is that There's I got to see... in this house, that one. <laughs> uh, sure. No, I was going to say more so getting to see Lemmy run around the Oregon coast and just look so happy. Yeah. He just looks like he was born to be a beach dog, and specifically an Oregon coast beach dog, because I feel like that's different than just your average beach dog, you know? It's true. He's more nuanced than that. Yeah. He did. He had the sandiest paws, the goopiest of snoots. <laughs> he had a grand old time. Yeah, it was really fun. We had a nice little sunny vacay. My, my nose is peeling. My face is 10 different colors because my sunburn's peeling off and my new skin is forming and it's a beautiful thing. I think the universe respected that you were on vacation last week because I was terrified that you were going to be on vacation, you were going to be enjoying the coast, and then all this news would drop, and I would be recording an episode solo, which would be a nightmare. And I think the universe really respected you, though, because there was absolutely zero news last week. There was no news at all. It was extremely boring and um, unfortunate. Again, another one of those things where it's like, yeah, sure, I'm glad that there's no pop culture tea, but am I really glad? No, because like this no. is our job now. You know, this is our main source of income. So, <laughs> um, but oh. a couple things did happen, and those things are what we're going to be covering on the pod today. The first is the iconic release of "Wet Ass Pussy" by <laughs> by Cardi. <laughs> I might, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Let's call it WAP. I mean, I guess the song's called WAP by Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion and Kylie Jenner, apparently. I'm sorry. I cannot stop laughing. Just the way, the way that those words came out your mouth. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Continue. No. I mean, listen, we're all adults here. Let's not act like pussy is the worst word on the world. If you are a, the word pussy, anti-pussy, pussy, 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 like, get the fuck over it. Same with moist. Like, come on, people. We need to grow up. It's 2020, okay? We have bigger fish to fry this year. <laughs> but yeah, when I first watched that video, and actually, the video on YouTube is wet and gushy. They don't say the words. I don't know if you had a chance. You better have, because, like, we're covering it on the pod, so, like, 
I hope I watched it as soon as it came out. You have no trust in me. <laughs> you would literally have no trust in me. Well, do you do you recall then what what I'm speaking of of um, wet and gushy? Of course. I actually kind of prefer the vibes of wet and gushy. No, I actually do like that too. I wonder if they wanted to name it that, but then the company WAG was like, don't you dare, you know, like maybe there was some drama with that. But it's wet, well actually I don't know if it's wet and gushy or if it's still wet ass or like wet and gushy, like W-N-G, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But what'd you think? I thought it was just a really fun, high energy, good vibe music video. Like there were so many cool features, loved all the cameos. Um, I think I audibly gasped when I saw Kylie Jenner just because I was not expecting it whatsoever. But then towards the end, like Normani's dancing, it was just a fun video. And I think we haven't had hardly any content to binge lately as far as music videos and you know even just like concerts go and so I feel like this was a really fun debut and premiere I guess you could call it but then all the drama started and I was like oh I didn't didn't think about any of this but what was your take? I agree it was a feminist anthem every single lyric just took me to a new place and I felt invigorated and alive and in a way that I haven't felt in so long and you know, what a time that we needed a song like this. And I mean that. I know I sound sarcastic, but I fucking loved it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I I turned it on for the first time when I was driving back from the beach, actually, and James was driving, and I was like, you have to listen to this, because I was just watching the video at first, and then we were just, like, listening to the lyrics and, like, breaking it down, you know, lyric by lyric, and feeling every lyric to the fullest extent, and it was fabulous. No, I couldn't agree more. And I just feel like nothing in the music video was offensive to me. Like I, and I read a tweet that said, imagine listening to this after five mimosas. And I was like, that perfectly sums up the vibe. Like brunch on a Saturday, you're with your girlfriends. This song comes on. All of a sudden you're on the tables, maybe getting kicked out of the restaurant. I love the comparison about how, you know, men have been making songs like these for ages and we're just like totally desensitized to it. And the first time some women make a song that's like, graphic and sexual and proud like everybody goes wild I mean you know like in terms of all of the Republicans who are like talking about how our our children need to be protected it's like sure if I was a parent like would I be stoked to know that um this song was accessible to my child I mean no but like that's your job and ultimately you know there were a lot of um trending tweets about how lollipop and my neck my back and all kinds of sexualized songs were popular when we were kids and we were singing every single lyric like it's fine like let's just have a little fun like let's live a little let's relax a bit you know (laughs) it was hilarious seeing twitter reactions to ben shapiro reading all the lyrics and commenting on it because someone goes ben shapiro is not fooling me he just wanted an excuse to watch the wop music video oh i called it wop oh my god no redo no wop you can say wop because they say wop 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 that's some wet and gushy that's how okay thank you yeah you're good panicked well, everybody um, makes fun of my A's, you know, how I say bag. And so I was like, oh God, they're going to come for me. Well, it's not way up. It's WAP. WAP. No, it's not WAP. It's WAP. WAP. There you go. Now let me see a WAP. WAP. 
Wow. Now there was a, <laughs> the funny thing that came out of it was, so there was a change.org position, position, petition that got put out to remove Kylie from the WAP music video. And I think uh, last time I checked, I think it was yesterday, I had like 60,000 signatures. And one Twitter user wrote, Normani did all this and Kylie walked down the hall and opened a door. If that's not a perfect visual indication of black women having to do the most and white women do the bare minimum to get somewhere, I don't know what is. Cardi uh, then posted a response on Twitter in a series of now deleted tweets saying, Normani is one of the best female artists that dances like she dances like she dances her fucking ass off. Why would she open a door? Please tell me how that would make sense. The best part of the song is the beat and hook. It makes is what makes you want to shake your ass. And I remember in one tweet, Cardi said something like, I don't remember what the exactly she was responding to, but it was about the song and about the outrage about Kylie. And she said, like, not everything is about race, which was interesting. But I do, I think it's a mixture of people who do feel like, why is Kylie famous? And why is she being rewarded for taking advantage of a lot of Black culture? But then it's just a lot of other people who are like, I hate Kylie and she's a billionaire for no reason. And I don't want to see her in this music video. So I see both sides and, you know, if Cardi, it's her song, if she, if she wanted Kylie in the video, like I'm all for it, you know, like I just want to keep dancing my booty off to this fabulous song about wet pussy. I couldn't have said it more eloquently myself. Um, <laughs> I also have to say like this music video created so many trending topics on Twitter and I'm sure you saw this one but one was Betty White and I will never forgive Twitter. I, I like live in fear for the day that Betty White will eventually pass away. I'm just not prepared for it. And every time she trends, I'm like, I take a deep breath and I try to mentally prepare myself. I'm like, don't do this, Twitter. Like, that was so unfair. Um, wow, that would have been tight. I didn't know about the Betty White stuff. That would have been really Yeah, funny. Betty White was <laughs> trending. Yeah, I was like, not okay. And then another interesting element of drama that came from this that I, again, wouldn't have thought about watching the music video is there was a bunch of drama surrounding the potential use of big cats. And as I'm sure we are all familiar with, uh, our one and only Carol Baskin apparently was criticizing the video for glamorizing the idea of rich people having tigers as pets. Um, but then she did add that she was happy to see that it doesn't appear to all be photoshopped. It didn't look like the cats were really in the rooms with the singers as what she said. And even PETA released a statement and it was, I don't know if it was iconic or cringe. They said, if Tiger King taught us anything, it's that tigers and other wild animals are abused for music videos, selfies, and gawking roadside zoo visitors. Then they said, so if real animals were used instead of computer generated imagery, the message sent is that animal exploitation is okay and it isn't. Oh my God. Oh, PETA. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's all just great press for the song. Like, Cardi B doesn't give a fuck. Meg is an icon, and I have nothing bad to say about either of them right now because they just released a banger, and I don't care. I don't care about Unstoppable. Unstoppable, and thank you to them for that anthem. All right, well, I think we want to kind of dive into the big topic of the pod for today, which is Selling Sunset. I have been hounding Emily to watch all of the seasons. And surprisingly enough, not only did she watch the first two seasons, but she also binged the third season, which came out on, I don't know, last Saturday or something. I think what we're going to do 
is just kind of walk through each character because I really want to get Emily's takes and I want her to hear my takes too. And, you know, this might be useful for if you want to pick it up but don't know if it's your speed or if you are on season one and you just want to know, like, whose team you want to be on and, like, we'll let you know because we're always on the right side. Just kidding. But we're going to help you be on the right side today. Exactly. And if you haven't heard of the show, basically it's just a reality TV series on Netflix and it revolves around these high-end residential properties in L.A., all marketed by the Oppenheim Group's real estate brokerage firm. Um, So it basically just tracks a group of these agents as they navigate their personal and professional lives. Yeah. And what I really like about it is it's like a mixture of a shitty reality show and a mixture of HGTV, which I think I may have said um, in the past, but it still rings true because the best part of HGTV is getting a tour of the nicest homes, you know, on house hunters. Like we only care if they have a million dollar budget or more. So these houses on Selling Sunset are like, 12 million, 12 million dollars, 4 million dollars, 80 million dollars. So this probably won't be of interest to you if you haven't seen it, but you know, if we haven't pitched it good enough, then I don't know what to do now. Okay. Do we start small or do we just start with like Christine and Let's get it out of the way? literally small and talk about the twins. <laughs> oh God. No Burn. They make the jokes. So I'm just, I'm just one with the group, you know? True. What do you think about the Oppenheim brothers? Not a fan. Not a fan at all. The little man ego is real in them. And I mean, I'm not going to like give the show away, but at one point, one of them says to everybody, you know, as the most successful and experienced person here, I'm going to tell you what I think. And he just has such a double standard for everything in that entire group and it's just it's gross and I also don't like how he hits on all of them uh while they're on the job and the favoritism with Mary which we'll probably get into when we cover Mary um I'm just not a fan what's your take can you tell the difference between the twins no I still can't and I'm trying I'm doing my damn best but I can't but they act the exact same like they both like the sexual harassment in the workplace is so real I mean, I think that they, I kind of like their energy, but I don't like the energy that they create. You know what I mean? Like in terms of a workplace and it's just kind of creepy. Like they basically built their business on hiring like really hot women, which I'm sure that makes a difference in the LA market, but it's just kind of makes me feel uncomfy that they like very clearly did that on purpose. So yeah, I think that's all I need to say. Let's rate them out of 10 Oppenheims. Three, two, one, four. Four. Woo! Yay! Let's move on to someone more subdued. Let's talk about Maya. Okay, you go first. I'm I'm not going to lead everyone, but I'm excited. I fucking stan her. Like, I just think she's amazing, and she's kind of a savage, and I think she kind of gets away from it, or gets away with it a little bit, because nobody, like, really cares to deal with her, but she always calls people on their shit. Like, she's always on the right side of history. Like, anytime there's tea, she chooses the sides. And she's not, like, loyal to one side of the group and the other. Because, like, one side is, like, Christine and Heather and Davina. And then the other side is, like, Mary, Chriselle, um, Amanda. <laughs> so, yeah, Mary is just an icon. I want nothing but the best for her. 
her children. Wait, Mary are, or Maya? Sorry, Maya. Um, okay. Her children are like so lucky. Her accent is adorable and she's just so beautiful and she's just, yeah, I love her. Okay, I, I don't even really have much to add because you took the words right out of my mouth. That, that was the perfect way to put it is that she is always on the right side of history. She knows how to get involved and keep people, hold people accountable, but she's not you know, out of line ever. And also she is a hard worker. She, you know, that cool project that she got put on where they were still building the house and, and the fact that she's, you know, thinking about maybe going to Miami and opening, um, opening one there that it's, she's just a go-getter and yeah, agree. Could not say enough good things about her. I hope that happens too. That'd be cool. I really don't want to see her leave the show, but I also saw one of the twins point that like Miami wouldn't be like the next market they would go into would probably be Orange County. Uh, New York. Yeah. So we'll see, but I hope she stays on the show forever because I freaking love her. Um, next, how about we talk about. Wait, we have to rate her out of 10. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. 11. 10. Oh, I almost said 11. Oh, <laughs> regrets. Regrets. 11 up. Okay. Up, so up, she up, gets. For Gretchen Wieners. So she gets a 10.5. Oh, no. I mean, whatever. Like, <laughs> it's a good <laughs> um, Maybe she gets, maybe they get an ad, like we add them together. So she has a 20 point, 21 point. Wait, 21. Oh. <laughs> I was like, where's the point coming from? 21, 21 out of 20. Love okay, it. Moving on, moving on. Next, I think we should do Heather. Okay. So, you go now. Okay, yeah, we'll alternate. (laughs) So, Heather is someone that if you had described her to me without watching the show, I'd be like, I do not like her. Um, However, I kind of like Heather, and I don't know why, but I sort of stand her. Like, in the first season, I didn't like her, I'll be honest, because all they really showed of her was, you know, she was only focused on her boyfriend who was living internationally, and there was one open house where, or it wasn't an open house, but she was at a property um, with a stager, I think. And she straight up left the meeting to go take a call from her boyfriend. And it was totally staged, which, so I can't like shade her too much for this because at one point she walks away pretending to be on the phone and you can see her home screen on her phone. So it was, I love that part. I think I snapshotted that to you, but so yeah, in the first season wasn't crazy impressed, but second and third seasons, again, I don't know why I just love her. Like, you know, she's a little more on the dramatic side more so than Maya, but I find myself agreeing with a lot of the stuff that she says. And I think that she's just, you know, kind a little ditzy, but in a funny way. And she just brings like a very entertaining side to the office. And I love how she typically has a good sense of humor about things. Like when she was like, I can't hear anything. You know, she sits in the back back of the office and then Christine started FaceTiming her and she was laughing, you know, whereas I think a lot of the other women would have been really upset by that. So I just, I really like her and I don't know why. There's my analysis. You go. I am in such alignment with you on the topic of Heather. I think I was just going to say ditzy, but like in such a good way. Like I think her personality is such a good addition to the group. Um, And I love, I just think she's like so funny. Like the thing she says sometimes, like, I think she's aware of like sounding like a quote unquote dumb blonde, you know? And I don't think she's a dumb blonde. I think she's smart. And I think she just takes advantage of that kind of persona and, 
turns it, makes it her own. And I love all of the conversation about Tarek now. She's dating Tarek from, or she's engaged now to Tarek from Flipper Flop. And I just love her. I think you said it all. I, you know, I agree. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't really know what her true personality is because it does feel like anytime she's involved in drama that it's definitely staged. There was that fight um, with Christine when she was bringing, Heather was bringing one of her clients to see a property and then her and Christine got into a fight because Christine didn't have a way to get in and it just felt super fake and like I feel like anytime they get in a fight about work it's usually scripted especially because when they bring the clients their clients are real people but they put their faces on it. So it just feels like, I don't know. I feel like the clients are all paid actors. So yeah, agreed. Let's rate her. Three, two, one. Nine. Okay. Alrighty. Who should we move on to now? I'm thinking Amanza. Okay, you start this one. She irks me. She really does. She irks me. And I think it comes from, well, actually, I know exactly what it comes from because she's late to stuff. And that I knew that would bug you. I knew that would bug you. (laughs) I was thinking that watching the show. Yeah, like, and I think part of it is the persona that they've given her because they each have to have like a character in order for the show to work. And I I just can't tell if it's her actual character or if it's kind of what they say, oh, you're the late, like clumsy new girl, you know? And nobody nobody enjoys watching somebody kind of fumble over themselves you know because she's just she's learning she's new to the real estate world which is what's confusing to me if like you're new to the real estate world why would this be your entry point because it's such an intense um landscape and market in LA I just from the way that they're making it seem so yeah I mean as a character I just I I don't love her, but I also, there was that one scene with her and her kids, and she seems like an amazing mom, and it sounds like she's gone through a lot of hard stuff with her mom, or her kid's dad, and she talks about, like, all of the work that she's put in to be the best mom that she can be and stuff, so I'm sure she's, like, a cool person. I just, I don't love her character, but also the fact that she's besties with Mary is like a plus for me like that tells me that she's probably like better than how she comes off in the show agree i think she's an amazing mom i think she's um had a really i don't know just like a an interesting path to get to where she is today i think in her case it's definitely kind of who you know versus what you know and i think that shows um that's kind of how she got to where she is in the show but my thing you know it's it's pretty apparent that she's probably the least experienced out of all of them but what frustrates me is again what you said she is late to everything she doesn't seem to work that hard and it's like if you're going to come into the oppenheim group you need to be ready to be scrappy and you got to you know hit the ground running and i feel like in every interview she does she's like i'm going to prove to them i'm going to prove to them that you know i am a hard worker and that i can do this and i'm like so when when exactly are you going to do that let me know yeah. Okay. But agree. Yeah. Mary, the whole Mary friendship does make me think that maybe it's just the show portrayal that makes me feel this way. Okay. How many Oppenheims do we give Amanda? Three, two, one. Five. Amazing. Love it. Amanda, not amazing. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like when she says her name, it just sounds like, it sounds like she's like saying Amanda, saying Amanda in a really annoying way, but it's actually Amanda, which is a cool name. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it sucks. Um, Mary. Let's talk about Mary. 
I, I could just go off for an hour here, but I adore Mary. I, you know, I think the whole fact that she did have a relationship with Jason um, is super weird and how close they still are does creep me out just a little bit, you know, especially when she and her husband Romaine are around them and they're still just like super, I feel like they even call each other babe still and they're just yeah. very touchy and I, I don't like that at all. And I'm torn, you know, because I feel like, especially in the third season, there's a ton of controversy around, you know, Mary gets all these listings because of her relationship with Jason. She's clearly the favorite. And I do agree. I mean, I'm sure that is why. But also, she works hard and she's great at her job and what she does. So I do think it's sort of a mix. Yes, I'm sure her relationship with Jason did help, but also they were, they've been friends for a long time before they dated. And so it's not just that relationship relationship that I think is helping propel her to the top. She's just such a loyal friend and that's what I love most about her. Her relationship choices, I'm a little questionable there. Um, Romaine. She's so (laughs) complex. She's the most complex character on the show. She really is. You know, I'm not a fan of Romaine. However, I think, you know, in season three, I'm not going to try to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it, but obviously everybody knows that Chriselle goes through a divorce and watching Mary's reaction when Chriselle is leaving the office to go home for a bit and she's just sobbing, you know, she's like, I just feel so bad for her. And you can tell how real and raw that was. And I was like, that is a loyal friend right there. Um, Yeah. On to you. I'm with you again. I think she has the best heart. Like she has such, you can tell she has the purest heart, the purest intentions. For the stuff with Jason or the, and the twins and, and favoring her, I, I mean, who knows? I think unless it's like, it, it, there should be something in writing in their workplace that's like, here's the work that, or here's the achievements that you need to attain in order to be given listings. Like, if you make this amount of sales or this amount of commission, then you're on a roll and I'm going to keep, keep passing you listings. And like, that just doesn't really, whatever they have in place right now, doesn't really protect the twins. Cause like they can give whoever, whoever they feel deserves a listing, a listing, but like, it totally makes sense that in Jason's mind, he's like, Oh, Mary's doing well because she's like selling all of these houses. And then everyone's like, yeah, because you're giving her all these listings. So it's like, what is it? The chicken or the egg? You know what I mean? Like it, I think he needs to work on that a little bit and hopefully they resolve that because it seems like they were, I feel like maybe they were using that as a way to transition Maya into maybe leaving, you know, too. But that's not really Mary's fault. Like she's just taking the listings and doing her job, like whatever. Um, Agreed about Romaine, you know, it would be tough as Mary's son to have a stepdad that's only like four years older than you. And I'm not judging. So bad. Because like, well, I am judging, and I just can't help myself. Um, I want Mary to be happy, you know? I just, like Chriselle, I am concerned about the intentions be- behind Romaine's actions, especially when he doesn't really seem to give it... <gasps> Sorry, I accidentally pressed a button. What else for Mary? 100% agreed. Her loyalty to Chriselle, without really even having a reason for it, other than being a good person that believes Chriselle deserves some grace when she's going through a divorce with everything that happened at Christine's wedding when Davina was talking fat shit. And, oh my God. And Mary goes, no, there are not two sides to every story. We are on Chriselle's side because she is our family. And I was like, fuck. 
yes, because Davina was being cray cray. And I was like, dude, no. I was so impressed with Mary at that moment. And you could tell that Mary was like actually so upset, like, and frustrated and hurt by the things Davina was saying about Chris and her marriage and about, um, what's his face? Justin Hurtley. So, and everything with Chris when I think it was season two or season one, where Christine was saying to Chris oh, like you're talking shit about Mary's relationship and asking if there's a prenup, you know? And even Mary was like, I understand. Like, you're just trying to talk about it. Like, I don't take offense to it. I'm not mad. Like, we can move forward from it. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Christine's yeah. like, you're two-faced, you're two-faced, you're two-faced. And everyone's like, oh my God, calm down. So I just think she's And also, oh, go ahead. I feel like the one thing that, of course, we have to mention to prove her work ethic is the fact that she sold a property the day of her wedding. Yes, 100%. That was amazing. <laughs> we we, we love have so Mary. much to say about Mary. Well, okay. The other thing that I was going to say was I think she is so strong for being able to put her foot down and say enough is enough when it comes to Christine. Like, she's like, I'm not going to be in this relationship because you are toxic as hell. And I don't have to be a part of it. Like, it doesn't matter that I work with you. It doesn't matter that we were really close at one point. I don't have to deal with this torture. And I think that's such a good, like, not to get all, you know, this person, but she's setting such a good example because I think anyone, lots of people in their lives, like, have faced some sort of toxic friendship. And a lot of people go the route of, I don't want to rock the boat, so I'm not going to stand up for myself or stand up for my happiness. And I just thought that was cool to see that she just, to Christine, was like, dude, I'm not, I'm, I'm 40 years old. Like, I don't have time for this shit anymore. So, yeah, let's rate her. How many Oppenheims? Three, two, one. Nine. Oh, I almost went with nine. I should have given her a ten. You know what? No, stick with it. I, I only gave her a ten because you gave Maya an eleven. Mm, okay. I think my dog has to poop, so you might hear his whining in the background a little bit. <laughs> Do you want to take him out? No, he's fine. He can hold it. He's really good. Oh my god. He's like, how many more characters do you have? <laughs> Do you want to cover Romaine? I do. Let's cover Romaine now, huh? Yeah. I obviously think he is sketch, you know, just because he gives sketch energy. But on the flip side of the coin, like, he's French. And, like, he may just not be the most expressive in a language as his second. You know, I feel like we don't know him well enough. But what really makes me feel like I might be misjudging Romaine is how iconic he is when it comes to Davina. Okay, so true. Wow. Am I right? Yeah, the fact that he would not let her come to the wedding, respect. I have to stand. I have to stand that behavior. And at the at Christine's wedding, when everything went down and Mary was like filling Romaine in and uh, she told him how Davina was saying, oh, well, there's two sides to every story. And Romaine goes, that girl is a fucking snake. <laughs> Yeah, love when he gets fired up and really passionate about something because I feel like that's when I finally got to see like, okay, here's a little bit more about Romaine versus some of the first conversations I saw between him and Mary. I was like, do you guys understand each other? Like they yeah. were, I, I forget what their first dinner conversation was about in season one, but I remember Mary like trying to ask him a question and he just straight up could not understand what was being asked. And I was like, what is this relationship like? Like, if you cannot have clear communication, that must be so frustrating. But then it got better. Um, you know, yeah. the one thing I don't 
like about him. I mean, yeah, some some somewhat sketch vibes there, but I just don't like, I really didn't like how, you know, Mary kind of gave him that one rule, I suppose, or had that one ask of his bachelor party, like, don't bring any women up to your hotel room. Yes. And then she found out later. And when he was, when she brought it to him, oh my God, my blood boiled because, yeah, you know, he just had such a classic male reaction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where he was like, oh, you know, it wasn't me. It was the other guys. Okay. Doesn't matter. There's an excuse. And then with the fact that he was like, I didn't want to bring it up to you because you were stressed and, you know, you, um, it was, it was right before the wedding. Like, and then, you know, she perfectly stated, well, it looks a lot shadier when it comes out later, or you had plenty of time to tell me after the wedding. And if it wasn't that big of a deal, then you should have just told me before the wedding because it shouldn't have been blown out of proportion like it was. And I just, oh, I was so annoyed by that because it was just, like we said, classic male reaction of just immediate defensiveness instead of just saying, I'm sorry, I know that hurt you, and it was a mistake, I should have told you. Boom. Is yeah. that so hard? Yeah, but also you, you got to think of it like he's literally 25. Oh, and so And no shade to all my men out there, you know, because I love you, but it's just... That's not, especially if you're going to be marrying someone who already has a 20-year-old kid, like, she's just past the bullshit, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Lenny, take the mic. <laughs> He's getting out some of his, ener- his sexual energy. Will you please put the mic back down? <laughs> oh that was a big one okay i for everyone that has inquired about being a guest on this podcast i just want you to know that the bar has been set and that is what you have to beat in order to qualify to join the wrong side okay i'm gonna give you guys a play-by-play of what's happening right now over zoom audrey is guiding lemmy over to her bedside table he's now out of sight out of mind what is he doing well, he's been, like, tired all day. Normally, he's, like, sleepy until 5. Well, it's 5, so that's why. But he's in, like, play mode right now, so. Wait, so where did you just put him? I just, it looked like you shoved him under your bed. I put him in his kennel. It's on the other side of my bed, but that's okay. Let's continue. Well, I feel like Lemmy honestly summed up his feelings about Romaine as well. So should we um, lay out how many Oppenheims? Three, two, one. Four, five. Oh, we're oh, one off every time. One it's incredible and horrible at the same time. All right, who's next? I think we should talk about Chriselle. Yeah, I'm down. Davina okay. and Christine for last. Yeah. <laughs> Who started last time? I think I did, so you go. Okay, Chriselle. So Chriselle gives me Lindsay Lohan vibes and specifically Katie Heron vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially in season one, she perfectly embodies Katie Heron where like she's innocent and she's the new girl and she's scared, but also she has a little shade to her and she can get, you know, her nails dirty if she wants. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, like, neutral on Chriselle. I like her. You know, obviously, she's one of the biggest stars of the show. She brings an interesting 
element to the show, just like having a lot of Hollywood connections, really interesting background. But obviously, like the whole divorce thing, I mean, oh, I don't know. I Okay, this is a hot take. I've never watched This Is Us. Oh, God. Uh, okay. nobody, nobody come for me. Um, <laughs> so like, I'm not really attached to Justin in any way. I don't know. I mean, Chriselle is fine. She, I just don't feel any like attachment to her. She's, you know, the show wouldn't be the same without her. I like that she's friends with Mary. I love that little friendship. But she doesn't, like, provoke any strong feelings within me. Dude, we're so aligned. It's crazy. I feel the same way. It's like, I feel like there is something about her that rubs me the wrong way. But I think it's more just like I wouldn't enjoy her company. Like, I think she's, like, a good person. I just think I would be, you know, irked by some of her behaviors, you know? Like, when Davina was calling her out for being like, oh, like she's trying to make everyone feel bad about her. Like it was kind of shitty. Like I would never say that, but I would definitely think it, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I get, I get that perspective. And I think she has a really, like, I, I think she probably has a really good heart. And again, she's like talked about her past and I'm sure that was really difficult. And I think she is totally a strong woman, woman, the way that the twin one of the twins described her to be and also the divorce stuff like that looked heartbreaking and I commend her for even putting that stuff on tv because that's so personal she probably got like a nice deal out of like making that like the center of the entire third season but I agree with everyone on the right side was saying which was no matter what happened in that marriage between Justin and Chriselle, that's not how you divorce someone. Even if you want to decide with Justin on the reasoning for the divorce, you don't text someone and say that you filed and then they get a TMZ alert. Like, that's just crazy to me. So I just, she doesn't, I don't have a passion for her, but like I do, I like, I think all of the characters are really rounded out. Like that's, I think what I love about the show is they're all so different. And they all bring something different to the show. So, and I think she definitely has her place of the new girl, but who's like ready to take charge and like make herself known and like individualize herself by like going to the valley and stuff. So, and I I do like her work ethic. You know, I think she is a hustler. And I think I, I personally, what I loved about season three is I was obsessed with how creative they were getting. Christine having her like burgers and Botox open house. And then, you know, Chriselle was like, oh, I'm going to make this like a silent auction sort of a vibe. And so I just, I don't know. I really like that about season three and just a little, I don't know, different way to watch them do open houses because it was getting to be sort of the same thing over and over um so yeah I yeah I don't know she's fine I like her a lot I just am not super attached to her how many Oppenheims I know exactly you do Mm -hmm. I'm feeling I'm trying to read your energy I know I I think I'm gonna put one dollar down right now that we're gonna say the same number I feel okay three two one seven no! I was gonna say almost said six! I almost said six! Oh god! I'm devastated! Uh, okay, if we, we have two more people, if we don't get the same number, we've been one off every time. I have a very strong feeling we're gonna get the same number for Davina. So true. Do we do her or Christine next? Let's do Christine. Okay, you kick it off. I don't like her. I just, and, and at first it was kind of the thing of like, I mean, 
a lot of people have said this, but I do, I did say this on my own accord, which is that she's very similar to Jeffree Star, where she has such a big personality and she's, and now she's like rich because of her husband. And so she's wearing like those crazy outlandish outfits. And again, she's like a character that brings me to the table. And I'm sure again, that a lot of her character is overdone, like, and excessive because of the show. But the cattiness is just a lot. And it just got annoying. Like, I liked the little fights, you know, because those are funny and, and you know that they're pretty big and you can just move on. But she just took it too far and she was always in between it. And I feel like you could sense that the tension between her and Mary was like semi-real. But it was probably blown out of proportion a little bit. Like, I'm sure Mary's fine. And it was just something to like talk about. I don't know. I'm just... At first, I liked her, because, and she said, has some funny one-liners, but I'm also just like, dude, these are, like, 30-year-old women. Like, why are you being so embarrassing? I just, even if that is acting, I don't think I would ever sign on to do that because of how embarrassing it is, you know? No, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, Christine is just, she's one of those people that was destined to be on reality TV. So, obviously, the show needs her. It wouldn't be the same without her. Yeah, she gives me, like, Jeffree Star, Erica Jane vibes. And I mean, yeah, she's just the villain. She's just the villain. She's always starting the drama. So good for the show. But I agree. Season one, I loved her um, for the entertainment. But then season two and season three, I'm like, can you just be a little more consistent as the villain? Like, at least pick one friend to keep like it was just so annoying to watch her like switch back and forth like oh mary is her you know ride or die and then all of a sudden now she's fighting with mary all the time but then she's like saying these horrible things about mary behind her back but then showing up to her wedding dress fitting to apologize i don't she's just very hypocritical as well like you know giving mary all this shade for you know getting married so fast and or engaged so quickly and then yeah she runs off and is all of a sudden married to this random rich dude and we're like what is happening so that's pretty much all i have to say about her how many oppenheims are we giving christine i don't think we're gonna align on this one okay three two one five three fuck oh two damn it okay all right last but not well last and least <laughs> last and definitely least davina Oh my god. I mean, I I don't like hating women. I don't like hating anybody. I hate this woman. I texted Audrey. I mean, again, Audrey and I really haven't discussed this show because we like to save it for the pod, but I was texting her when I was first starting the show, and I said, I was like, I hate Davina. I hate this woman. I cannot stand her. And it just gets worse. Like, as you go from season one to season two to season three, if you don't hate Davina in season one, buckle up, big kids, because you're going to hate her by the end of season three. She is just everything that you don't want in a friend or even an acquaintance. She just, her attitude is terrible. She treats her friends horribly. She's also a hypocrite. She's like a wannabe bully and like claims to be sort of like christine you know she's like oh well sorry i keep it real or like sorry i you know call people out on their stuff but then it's like she can't take it when it's when it's her turn and i just oh my god i can't say enough bad things about her like she and she just thinks that she's better than everybody and you know the whole 75 million dollar listing that she's like freaking out about. I'm like, no, I kind of have to side with the twins on that. Like that's a ridiculous listing to keep. 
So everything from her personal relationships to those professional decisions, I cannot stand. And I think she is just the type of person that I would want to avoid at all costs. I, I don't think there's much more I can add on to that. I mean, I, I actually hate her. Like, and I feel the same way. I'm not, even with Christine, like, I think she has redeemable qualities. And also, I think she's kind of a joke. Like, I actually think that's fully Davina's personality because no one would ever want to come off the way that she comes off. And when she said the things that she said to Chriselle about her divorce, about how there's always two sides to every story, and I don't feel comfortable making a comment about Justin without hearing his side. He was very nice to me when we met at this and that. I was so angry. Like, I was fuming. There was smoke coming out of my ears. My eyes were in flames. Like, I've never been so angry at a, at a uh, reality show. Even after Bachelor, like, I was so mad and the things she said were unforgivable. I was like, holy shit, what a terrible person. So not going to waste any more breath on her past that. She is the worst. How many Oppenheims? Three, two, one, none. Zero. Absolutely zero. Not a single Oppenheim. Perfect alignment. Truly like bookend alignment there. I'm tired from that because of how much anger I have for Davina. I mean, all I can say is I need season four. I do too. Do we know what it's coming out? No, there's no word yet on a fourth season, but I'm sure, I think Chriselle, she did like a Q&A the other day and I think someone asked her and she responded, they haven't heard anything from Netflix, so keep watching and hopefully it'll trigger something. So I'm, I mean, everybody is talking about it right now. I feel like it'll be picked up in no time again for a fourth season. Yeah, I hope to get some answers about um, Chriselle. Like, I actually do want answers, and I would love to hear more. And I'm interested, too, because I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure that there is two sides to every story. I don't agree with Davina saying that to her face, but publicizing it on a television show in the way that she did was a power play. And, like, I wonder if, like, if there's going to be any fallout between them because of that decision, because... Justin Hartley was getting so much hate after the season came out and I wonder if he can like I don't know if he's gonna like sue her or something I don't know I don't know how any of this stuff works but you know we will continue to report if anything interesting happens and I just want to thank you all of our listeners for going on this journey with us and hopefully we helped you out obviously not Emily and I are very aligned and we're gonna keep you straight on the right side you know I don't I I'm so tired. <laughs> we're going to keep all y'all straight. No, we're going to keep you in line. Um, I also will keep you guys posted on whether or not I do try to become a real estate agent. Don't do it. It sounds hard. Okay, but I'm not even kidding. Like, I started researching this, and I, I know that people probably think I was kidding, but I was truly Googling how to become a real estate agent, and it's tempting. It is really tempting. It's relationship based which i love um it's you know commission based which i love and yeah it would probably be a horrible way to start out um and it wouldn't be easy at all but hello they they even said in the last episode that they would like to expand to potentially new york so um i'll start to go fund me for some plastic surgery and then boom i got myself a job and see you on tv i can promote the podcast yeah it really is that simple Although my only thing is that I cannot wear heels and that might be a deal breaker. And also I think I'm maybe over a foot taller than Brett and Jason. (laughs) 
Probably more. How tall are they? Wait, I'm gonna Google. Okay, let's make our bets. I'm gonna say five, five. I'm gonna say five three. I think we've Googled every show. Um, okay, this one says five six. Oh, let's go. They look so much shorter than that. Whatever. Okay. Well, what a fun episode. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to recap this, and I hope that you know. Uh, pop culture news will start to finally pick up. I feel like it's been a two-week hiatus and I'm getting bored. Me too. And also, if any of our listeners have any requests for anything they would like us to cover, let us know. We always are thinking of our fans. So just DM us and we'd be happy to consider any recommendations. Um, speaking of recommendations, if anybody has seen The Staircase on Netflix, um, please DM me. Audrey, have you seen it? No. Should I watch it? Yes, because that would be very fun to cover. It's definitely not pop culture though, so. Oh, well, I'll try it out. I've heard about it. Okay. There's nothing else to watch, so. Yeah, seriously. All right. Until The Bachelorette returns on some True. vague Tuesday. And we will be doing Bachelorette reca- recaps if our audience was wondering, so stay tuned for those. Um, and we'll let you know how that changes with our schedules and whatnot, but you can expect those for sure. That's the plan. Now go, please, for the love of God, take Lemmy out. I feel anxious for him. I feel anxious for him, too. I'm going to go let him out. Uh, tell him thank you for his feature in the podcast. I appreciate his input. I will. We'll, we'll give him a uh, cut of the proceeds of the profits today. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.